Welcome to the Boutique Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Dominique. It is good to be back. I can definitely say it has been a long hiatus. However, feels like yesterday. Feels like yesterday, a very, very long time ago. Almost a year now, but it feels like yesterday. I think we all have those moments, right? When we're thinking about where we've been and where we want to go. And sometimes we get extremely uh, bobbled down and busy, some might say. However, what's amazing is that we are back and I am so excited and thankful to be here. So with that being said, we're going to jump into this episode, which is all about the friend strategy. Uh, You can make sure to follow, like, and basically stay connected with Boutique Beauty on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, primarily on our website as well. This is a Spotify podcast, so of course you can listen through Spotify, uh, also uh, Apple Podcasts as well. And really, really great to stay connected. Uh, Follow the website boutiquebeauty.org. Again, that's boutiquebeauty.org. And you can read our weekly posts on uh, the weekend edition or Sunday edition for those open-ended comment threads. Uh, You can always keep the conversation going either on social media or leave a comment uh, within the actual post. Uh, BBG Glow is how you can find us on Twitter. That is our Twitter handle. And Boutique Beauty Glow is how you can find, follow on Instagram. And, well, look forward to seeing you either way. Thanks for checking out the content. But what is going on today well today we are talking about uh this most recent post which is the friend strategy you heard me right it is the friend strategy and we're going to get into a few tips do's and don'ts and uh, some just open-ended discussion to uh, really build on what that means and how to simplify that process especially when It's not so simple and can become seemingly complicated rather quickly. Uh, Let's break that down. Keep listening to the Boutique Beauty Podcast. All right, so we're back on topic, the friend strategy. Yes, that's what it seems to be all about, how to uh, maximize on these opportunities to get out of our comfort zones and make new friends. First off, where are we finding these people? I think that's the first question on everybody's mind. Some are not so concerned about it. If you are a social butterfly, maybe not the first question that pops up in your mind. You're meeting people all the time, right? You're like, where do I find these people? They're everywhere. But for some, it might not be as simple. In fact, it might seem a little complicated and a little misty, 
right? A little foggy on how to do things, especially since we're all leaning in, or should I say leaning forward, uh, outside. Oh yeah, COVID restrictions are like totally about to disappear. Not to say that they haven't been gone for a really long time. And uh, to take it even a step further, some of us is have really been outside since the beginning of everything, right? Uh, But now all of us are getting back into this whole redefining ourselves and who we want to be in our social circles, redefining who we want to be in our intimate circles of, you know, close family and friends. And we are redefining our careers. We're redefining our skills, our strategies. We're redefining a lot of things and a lot has changed. So where are we finding these people? Well, first, I think it starts with deciding that you want to meet people. You have to decide that you want to meet people, right? I, I, I think sometimes I know that for me, when you're in your comfort zone, when you're in that bubble, so to speak, if the bubble's good, why disturb the bubble? You know, you can roll around in the bubble. The bubble is round, right? So everywhere you want to go inside that bubble, you are able to go and not be disturbed. Now, if there's something in that sphere, right, in that reality that you feel you want to expand on because you're possibly missing something, or perhaps that might be a bit strong. Perhaps you want to grow in certain areas. Perhaps you want new experiences. Perhaps you're looking for a new perspective and you're looking for people, uh, a couple of folks that will take those journeys, those adventures with you. And if you're being honest, sometimes, you know, you you realize that you have to go outside your chosen few. You have to go outside those those groups of friends that, and sometimes family members, right? Our, our family can be our best friends, but we have to go outside of what we know. You go outside of what you know in order to grow. And in that quest is where we figure out why we're possibly open to meeting new people and what ways we can possibly meet these new people because the first step is we become very clear on why we're looking to introduce new people in our circle and that is well that's the first step it's not so much on where do you meet these people but I guess the precursor right I mean there's the first step where do we meet these people? But before that first step, uh, there's actually identifying why we want to meet these new people and why we're expecting uh, a new beginning or a new chapter uh, from these relationships. And then we choose to identify where we can find these people and, and how we can cultivate this new experience, this new beginning. So uh, I, I feel as though oftentimes, uh, this is gathered towards, uh, our particular demographic. Now I, I usually don't try and, you know, make a, make it a man woman thing, but of course I can only really speak from my true perspective, which is a woman's perspective, uh, because I am a woman. Uh, those are, that's how I identify. I am a woman. 
Uh, and so as a woman, I, I feel that we are forever changing, looking to evolve. We like a certain level of comfort, but also we like to feel as though we are bigger than ourselves. Because essentially, well, that's clear. That's kind of what we are, right? We're, we really do dwell outside of ourselves, but we look to gather with people who are doing things that inspire us, that energize us, that keep us motivated. And we look for ways to reciprocate that energy. So I'd say uh, when we are looking to identify who these people are and where we can meet them. It first starts with who we want to identify as, who we want to become, what chapter are we in in our lives. And that requires a certain level of reflection. So without getting too over the top, it's an awesome thing to keep relationships and have an understanding of why we're keeping those relationships. Uh, Being true to ourselves and to the people that, you know, we have extended our loyalties to. And also, truth of the matter is, all relationships don't have to be romantic. So this isn't about a hookup strategy. This is the friend strategy, right? This isn't like Uh, the romantic strategy. This is the friend strategy. You actually just want a friend, a a non-romantic relationship, someone who you can enjoy uh, people, places, and things with, right? All things nouns. Okay. And you want to explore new opportunities. So now that we've got the recap, right? And if you're curious on who you're looking for, I say start a list. I'd say starting with a list is the is the key, the key. And the key with the list is when you want to start identifying where you can find these people, you can't find them unless you're clear on where you want to be, where you don't want to be, where you're willing to go, and where you're not interested in even remotely getting close to. So That is like the tip of the iceberg. Yes, that is the tip of the iceberg. And with that being said, that is very important. So after you have that conversation and mull that over in your head, because you kind of already know where you're going with it, um, where do you find these people? Where do you find these people? Now, if you're saying to yourself, hmm, I have a good idea. Well, I say run with it. But if you're looking for new people, sometimes we have to go outside of our comfort zones and look in places where we haven't been before and be prepared to do some things you haven't done before either, like changing behaviors. Okay. That's really important too. But really quick, uh, what is the friend strategy? The friend strategy is five basic points. Five basic points, and I'll go through them right now, really quick. What is the friend strategy? Number one, make a list. Number two, avoid overthinking. Number three, stay away from narcissistic behavior. Number four, travel. And number five, smile. Oh, yes. 
Number five is smile. Simple as it seems, it's not always the simplest step to start with in an unfamiliar setting. But I tell you what, we'll get to that one last. We'll come back to that because we've got a whole lot of tips to go along with that. But back to making a list. When you make a list, you create a list of qualities you would like to see in the people you would like to meet. Okay, you're making a list of qualities you want to see in these new people. The objective is to become open with people. You don't have to have everything in common to be present and engage in good conversation. Now, I think that is ultimately the most important thing you want to achieve is the right perception of what's going to happen. Because what you don't want to do is start meeting people and going places and you're not clear on the opportunities that are right in front of you. And because you're not clear on what you're looking for or the opportunities that these new faces and these new names can present, you know, in the form of friendship, you may automatically just shut it down and miss out on a great opportunity to walk away with a new perspective. So that's number one. You want to make a list. You want to be clear so that you're not giving off the wrong vibes, right? Someone walks up to you, you meet someone, you introduce yourself or they introduce themselves and boom, automatically you read them in five to 10 seconds. You give a good 30 seconds to a minute to determine who you think they are. And yet you've missed the really great part about that interaction was just meeting someone new for the first time and figuring out how to have a conversation that has nothing to do with a benefit other than to enjoy a conversation. And the art of conversation is something that we don't want to stray away from, right? Because, I mean, who are we if we can't communicate? I think sometimes what happens is we have become so overwhelmed with saying the wrong thing, we forget to say the right things. Like the simple hello, the simple how are you doing, the simple, uh, oh, I like your hat, I like your blouse, how's the weather, how was your day, in the sincerest of forms, right? Because at that point, if you're asking those questions, you have to allow yourself to hear the response and not make it about you. Sometimes we think, oh, we don't want to offend anyone. And that's so true. Like you don't want to offend anyone. But at the same time, you have to take some form of risk just to get to know someone because it's not easy. It's definitely not easy, but it is doable. So check mark, you've made your list. And now you're ready to engage in good conversation and you're ready to be open with people without being judgmental. Okay. So yeah, you got number one down. Now, number two, avoid overthinking. This is something that I think is very difficult for everyone to do, especially now more so than in the past, because we are so social media driven. We're always on our devices and, you know, we're just basically using text. We're using words, we're using text, we're using emails. And Sometimes, I mean, we've figured out a way to like throw in some emotion when it comes to adding emojis or, you know, live video. 
But it's not the same when you're face to face, when you get to just really take in someone's energy. And that's super important. You don't want to overthink. In fact, you want to avoid overthinking, but be open. And again, I will continue to say that be open. When you're overthinking, you're shutting yourself down. Don't be over analytical or judgmental. Be willing to have a new experience with within a safe level of comfort, right? That will allow you to explore new perspectives. Okay. Maybe you go to a museum and art gallery. I like to do those things personally. Do I know every exhibit that I'm looking at from front to back? Absolutely not. But I'm going to look at the art. I know who I am. I stay in my lane. I know what I enjoy. And I am always enthusiastic when I find people who enjoy the same things I do. And it's so cool when they can bring that added perspective that I don't have. Maybe they are an art buff. Maybe they know all about the exhibits. Maybe they know how to find the next exhibit or a live engagement where, you know, the artist will be at. You never know. So you have to stop overanalyzing and be willing to just shut off the judgment. Shut it down. Shut it down. As women, I think sometimes it's very easy for us to be judgmental of one another because the world tends to be very judgmental in general, but particularly when it comes to women, yeah, there, there is a mold. There is an idea of what a particular woman is and how a particular woman needs to present herself and how a particular woman is expected to uh, be received. And so I think that level of perfection, or at least trying to fit the mold as women, that is where I think we kind of can sometimes step into the overthinking, becoming overanalytical, and really not just leaning in and getting to know one another and or, you know, other people in the room. FYI, men, yeah. So long story short on that, avoid overthinking. Easier said than done, right? I mean, for some, easier said than done. For others, well, not so much. And I can definitely say I've been there and working through that. It's not easy, but self-awareness is actually your best tool. Self-awareness is your best tool in life because it helps you be aware of yourself, but also you're, you're, you provide a check and balance. It's not about judging other people. It's more so about where, hey, like identify where you are in this moment in time and why you're choosing to interact and focus on what the positive interaction should be instead of overthinking and really crossing a boundary into maybe a level of interaction that really doesn't allow you to just soak up as much goodness as possible by taking in that extra energy, which is just always awesome. So uh, stay away from narcissistic behavior. This one's an interesting one. We're going to take a quick break and we'll jump in with the rest of the list. We will be talking about how to really just identify narcissistic behavior. Um, you, you really don't want to like stay away from people per se, but really the key is to identify the behavior so we don't get 
just, you know, sopped into it. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's an easy thing though. It's an easy thing. And actually, because I know there's always some of us out there who are friends of narcissists, who don't know that they're narcissists. However, they deserve to be loved anyway. But that's a topic for another conversation. Keep listening to the Boutique Beauty Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break and we'll pick it up with the narcissist. All right, we're back from the break. Thank you for hanging in there. Uh, You are listening to the Boutique Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Dominique. And uh, when we left off, we left off at stay away from narcissistic behavior. Now, a quick recap. We are talking about the friend strategy. This is a simple strategy that's going to help you brainstorm on how to cultivate and identify new opportunities to find friends, right? We're talking about making new friendships, forming new relationships that are not romantic. They don't involve dating, but well, per se, you know, you're not looking for a date. You're looking for a friend. So these qualities are a bit different. And uh, so far we've gone over, make a list, avoid overthinking and stay away from narcissistic behavior. Now, the cool thing is, I mean, depending on what you're looking for and how you approach it, sometimes the friend strategy, if it works out to where it leads to something romantic, great, but that's not the idea here. We're really just looking on how to get to know people uh, without any romantic affiliation. How do you bond? How do you conduct a conversation uh, that is more so gauged toward your interests and uh, really figuring out ways to bond with people over activities, uh, work affiliations, uh, you know, things that you like and enjoy and creating a network or a community of people that can enjoy those things with you. So that's what the friend strategy is all about. Now, saying all that to say, when we get to our third point, stay away from the narcissistic behavior. Now, this statement does not imply that it could be coming from the other people. Okay. Sometimes narcissistic behavior can come from other people, but sometimes the behavior can actually be coming from us. So make sure that you share the floor and add something to the conversation that allows other people to feel seen and heard as well. This sometimes I think is really difficult to do, right? We get so excited. We get so overwhelmed. We, there's so much energy in the room and we just want to share, share, share. We want to talk, talk, talk. And actually that's a really good attribute. If you're a talkative person naturally, that is nothing to be ashamed of. It's actually pretty cool. And a lot of people are talkative too, especially if they get maybe one or two drinks, you know, they have their favorite food. They're surrounded by people that they like. Uh, If there's great music playing, there's a lot of different scenarios that could make a person become really chatty. And that's a good thing. However, uh, we sometimes want to just really gauge this energy and be aware of ourselves. Like if I'm trying to meet new people, if I go into an environment to where I'm filled with faces, 
new faces that don't have names yet, right? That I don't know, that I'm not as familiar with. I want to respectfully take that in. I want to absorb the people who are in the room with me with a level of appreciation. Um, Basically, I want to get to know them. And I can't get to know them if I'm talking the whole time, right? Because I'm just, it's like, you know, looking at a poster or something. I mean, (laughs) if you meet someone, you have to speak to them and allow them to speak to you. And that's how you can really form that dialogue. So if you walk into a room, keep it light. For those who want to go a little deeper in the conversation, look for the opportunity to do so. And as the conversation takes those levels, you know, as they continue to grow, you definitely want to make sure that you're allowing the other person in that conversation to reflect on their experience, to share their perspective, and they don't have to agree with you. And I think that's the beauty of it. And that's also something that we need to all remember and not forget. People don't have to agree with you in order to have a really good conversation. And just because you don't agree with them doesn't mean that you're not agreeable. It just means that you have a different perspective. And sometimes those are the moments that actually keep the conversation going even longer because you get to share what makes your perspectives so unique and yet so special, right? I mean, I might not agree, but in me explaining to you why I don't agree, you might get new information that you had no idea you wanted to know about and vice versa. So just being open uh, to people who think outside the box that might not share your form of logic, but have their own, figure out what that looks like, figure out what that's about. Because believe it or not, those are the moments that allow you to actually build on your conversations and talk to more people, even within that same setting. Because the more you can hear from other people, the more you can receive from other people, and the more people you're able to meet and vice versa, right? You're allowing people to meet you. You're allowing people to hear you. You're allowing people to get to know you as you're getting to know them. And the more that happens, the greater the the waves are and the more impact you're able to make towards your friend goals. So if you keep in mind that, remember, if you have friends already, maybe you've lost a few friends, maybe you want to expand on your, your friend circle, The only way that you're going to be able to do that is to go outside of your comfort zone. So don't think of it as, you know, a task, you know, think of it as an adventure. And when you're taking this adventure, you have to be willing to take the adventure. It's like being on a roller coaster. You can't control the ride. You have to roll with the, the ups and the downs, the spins, the twirls, the drops, the highs, the lows, whatever it is, you have to be in the game in order to play. So when you're on the floor to make new friends, remember what your goals are. Go back to your list. Don't get distracted. Don't get discouraged and just work from there. And you're going to find that all of the positive things, all those positive attributes that you were looking for in a friend, they're going to start coming out because you're going to quickly identify what you have in common with a person and what you don't have in common with a person and what potentially can grow from that and or if nothing. And those are really the keys that allow you to move forward with clarity 
and respect for someone else as you learn how to grow and meet new people. So uh, the fifth point is travel. Uh, Go to new places to give yourself a new perspective. It's great to plan an adventure with a crowd or a plus one. However, you may also meet them once you arrive unexpectedly. This kind of ties back into not overthinking, don't overanalyze, and fight the need to always be in control, right? I mean, let's just face it. If you're looking to make new friends, you're not going to necessarily find them if you're planning out an itinerary with people you haven't even met yet because you're looking to meet these new people. Now, once you have these new people and you want to share the responsibility of, you know, having this plan, this strategy, this itinerary of what you can do, what you want to do, what you will do, what you won't do, then that's cool too. But you don't need a plus one to go to the beach. You don't need a plus one to go to the museum. You don't need a plus one to go to, well, you might want to consider a plus one if you're going to a festival, uh, just, you know, or at least, you know, share your location with someone that you trust and love. But, you know, you definitely, you don't need a plus one to go to a library. You don't need a plus one to go to a bookstore. You don't need a plus one to go to a restaurant and sit at the bar and have a conversation with the bartender if no one else is on the counter. You don't need permission to freely interact with other people in order to have these free-flowing conversations. That is the whole key in understanding why it's important to travel. So think about places that you've gone to and things that you didn't like. And now focus on the places that you've gone to and think of the things that you did like. What were some of the things that you did enjoy and what potentially would make you feel comfortable with going back to those places? Also, it's important to make a list of places where you haven't been and possibly considering some things that you wouldn't normally consider. And figuring out how you could engage in those activities, even if you did not have a plus one. Because chances are, once you get there, you're going to find ways, reasons, and excuses to talk to people. Even if it's random questions, you're going to find ways to interact with people. And once you open yourself up to that, then you get to reap the rewards of those interactions. Some might fall flat, some might breathe a little bit, some might be overwhelming, but you'll have those interactions and you'll get closer to those friend goals. So our last item on the list, so simple, so easy to do, and yet I find so many people, even myself at times, struggle with this one, and it's the easiest thing. Even a baby can do it because they do it all the time. What is it? Smile. A friendly demeanor can go a long way. It may feel or seem kind of awkward, but just go with it, okay? That's how you have to approach the smile. And the key to the vulnerability factor when it comes to smiling is that you are uncertain of how your smile will be received, right? Everybody smiles differently. Some people show their teeth. Some people don't like to show their teeth. Some people grin. Some people, you know, they keep a straight face. 
And maybe the smile even might come off as like a, a little bit of laughter. I mean, you know, we're all different. So who's to say, but you want to be open. Don't, don't be turned off if someone doesn't smile back. Chances are there could be like, there could really be a chance that that person probably hasn't had someone smile or interact with them in a really long time. So in their mind, they might be thinking, wow, this is really refreshing. Someone is smiling at me and it just hasn't caught up to their face yet. <laughs> they don't know what to do with that positive energy. It could be that they haven't received it in a while. So don't give up on the smile, the hellos, the highs, the waves. Um, these days it is a little awkward since everybody is outside. Uh, and sometimes people are just kind of in their own world, you know, getting off work, running errands, going into the store, you know, day-to-day -day survival. So if they don't smile back right away, just cut them a break and, and, and think happy thoughts. I'm sure they meant to smile. They just didn't know it didn't come out yet, but you know, when the corners of your mouth go up, it's always a good day. And so the more you practice smiling, it leads to speaking, saying hello, saying hi, how are you? Uh, you know, just looking for a reason to become more expressive with your words, all because you decided to smile. You're looking forward to, or at least being open to some form of verbal engagement uh, because you're willing to smile. And it's a universal sign of joy and uh, welcoming behavior. So, even if you're still on number four, which is travel, and you're in the middle of your traveling journey, you may not know the language all of the time, but you can always smile. Smiles are always well received. So with the friend strategy, I think we've covered the top five. There are no do's or don'ts per se when it comes to really just kind of owning and creating your whole list and your strategy, what works best for you, your schedule and your personality, and what it is that you're really looking for. But these were just a few tips to help you kind of really own what that looks like if it's been a while and you're maybe even looking to attract a different type of personality than you have had in your life in the past. So ah, five steps, just five simple steps to the friend strategy. And I would love to leave you all with this as you meet new people. I mean, we are just tied to our phones, right? And that's not a bad thing. Our phones are a form of lifeline and that is totally cool. It's amazing. It's practical. It works for us in this generation, but I would even go as far far as to not be so quick to just pick up the phone and, you know, oh, what's your name? What's your number? What's your social handles? You know, let's take a quick pick. Like all those things are cool, but at least crack a joke first. At least get a few minutes of just brief, random, you know, maybe purposeful conversation if possible, and then make that transition to get their information, exchange numbers, you know, handles, take a photo, because then it holds a bit more uh, personal value and it makes the, the memory more tangible. And if they ever decide, or you ever decide to reach out, um, in the future, then there's an increased chance that that will still be something to look forward to. And it just wasn't a one-time moment happening at a random place in a random space. 
but it can lead to something bigger with a more rewarding outcome. So yes, stay positive on your friend journey. It's not the easiest one to be on, especially when you are still looking for your plus one, but whether you have a plus one or a plus five, uh, finding new friends is not easy, but it is doable. So don't give up, stay motivated, stay positive, uh, keep your best foot forward and be sure to head over to the website, boutiquebeauty.org. Again, that's boutiquebeauty.org for more content. You can also follow on Twitter, Instagram, and I believe there's also a Facebook page as well, but go ahead and get to the website, boutiquebeauty.org for more info on all that. And look forward to speaking with you all again soon. Bye-bye.